Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. aha. Alright Trevor, I know we're miners here, and we need to be really careful. You're in the machine, okay? We need you to slowly back down here and pick us up so we can all get out of here. Please do not touch any of the walls you could cause a cave-in. I don't mean to be negative, but this prototype machine is really hard to control. Look, I get it. It's brand new, it's expensive, but it's all we have, and I want to get me and you and our crew out of here safely. I mean, I mean who thought it was a good idea to make a multi-directional mining vehicle. I mean, it's like I'm fighting against it the whole time. And on top of that, why would they let you control it and let me tell you how to control it? I mean, we're very immature emotionally, so technically we could be minor miners. Man, you really tried hard to get that joke in. I'm going to force it. Oh god, oh, I just hit the wall. Ah. Oh, it says I depleted half my shield. Ah. I barely scraped the wall. Come on. Look, you have limited fuel too. Just be careful. Okay, I'm going to have to go all the way back up to the top of the cave. No. And I'm going to get a straight shot at this. No, it's not. It's really hard to control. This is not going to be good. It's so much harder than We ours. just need you to pick us up. It's all we need. It's easier said than done, believe me. Whatever. It looks like it would be really simple. Just uh, just float down to us. Right, here I go. Slow, use gravity as your best friend and pick us up. That's all you got to do. Right. Just land and pick all of us up. Right. I'm perfectly straight. I'm just going to float down with gravity now. Yeah, just slowly. All right, back on down. Come okay, on. it says I'm out of fuel almost. Oh, no. Oh, okay, maybe we should come a little quicker. All right, go a little quicker. I'm thrusting down weird. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. No. Ah! Oh, no, Johnny. You went on top of me. No, I'm so oh, my gosh. Tom Holland, save me. Save me, Spider-Man. Save me, Peter Parker. Wow, this is so hard to control. Oh, you snapped me in twain. Oh, my gosh. This is so bad. Oh, I didn't even get to listen to the last episode of a podcast that I love. Oh, oh no. Not that one. Yeah, that one. It's called Retro Blist. Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of... I'm singing because it's the holiday season of Retro Bliss. Retro Bliss, Retro Bliss, uh, something laid an egg. We definitely yep. did on that skit. Yep. But on top of that, let's get it out of the way. Everybody okay. wants to know a health update from us. <laughs> let's... I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> I've been sick for two weeks, still That's am. Right. Yeah. Yep. You sound a little better though, yep. to be fair. We waited to the last possible second to record this episode just so I wasn't coughing the whole time. That's right. So we only yep. expect you to cough some of the time. Yep. So if this is your favorite game ever, I apologize. I sound like I have uh, marshmallows stuck up my nose. And I'm not going to give it away, but if this is your favorite game ever, we need to talk. <laughs> For one reason or another, I'd be very fascinated by that. Yeah, we... Well, let's... We'll not say that, but let's remember that, yeah. Put a little pin in that. Yep. We'll come back to it later. Thanks for joining us. We are your weekly game-by-game game podcast. We cover... Uh, this is your part. Why am I doing it? Oh, well, yeah. Well, we cover uh, a new game every single week from the 70s, 80s, 90s uh, for pretty much any system released in that era. In 2000s and 2010s and in 2000s. No, and, oh, not we don't true. Do, no. Oh, okay. So retro, by our false, weird definition, is anything released before about 2000. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah. like that. I like us. We're good people. Yeah. Most of the time. Sorta. But sickly people. Yes. We're S- weekly, sickly podcast. Yeah. We're a weekly, sickly podcast. That's us in a nutshell. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're proud to We're proud to have you. Can I say that? <laughs> I say whatever you want to. I'm conserving my words so I don't start coughing. Does that sentence make sense? We're nope. proud to have you. Like, isn't that kind of pat- patting ourselves on the back in a way by saying it that way? It feels like it is. We're esteemed to have such uh, prideful listeners. There we go. I like yes. that. You should be proud to listen to us. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay with that. <clears throat> so, yeah, we play a new game every week, and this week we played. Let's not do it yet. Let's okay. save it for. Well, we didn't play anything. 
Well, technically, you can just look at the title of this episode okay, and fine. see what we played. But before we get into that, really quick, Trevor, a quick Patreon plug for us. Okay, so you'd rather do that instead of talk about the game. Understand. Well, we get paid for one of them. Okay. So, Patreon. Uh, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we have a Patreon now. We Go to it. Patreon.com. Yes. Yeah. Search for Retro Blist. This is really good. You can donate as little as a dollar. Up to 10 bucks. Up to $10. That's right. And, uh, hey, do we want to go on to say we got some new Patreons? We're going to do it at the end of the okay. episode. Everything I do is wrong. <laughs> I'm just not going to talk because I might do it in the wrong order. Okay. All right. That was fair enough. No, seriously, go to Patreon.com. Um, and look for Retro Blist. And one of the things you'll get to do if you donate at least five bucks is vote for any game you want us to cover for the next month. And then we'll do a drawing of the games that were brought up. And that game will be the one we cover. Like last month, we did Alex Kidd and Miracle World. That's right. So at the end of this episode, if you stay tuned, we're going to do a new drawing to find yeah, out what the next game is. Stay tuned. Even if you week. hate us and you hate this yep. game and you hate everything we stand for, right? we're going to draw out of the Gandalf hat once again. Yes. And you'll find <laughs> out what Patreon pick we'll have next month. Because we cannot possibly be any more nerdy than what we are. No. We're going to pull the names of a retro video game yeah. out of a Gandalf hat. Yes. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's what we do. All right, Trevor, now it's time. It is time to tell the kids. You know, this is the uh, the holiday season. It's the time of cheer, the time of uh, of love and mucus and giving and, and mucus and, and just uh, the time of togetherness, coming together, mm-hmm. hanging out with friends and family and, and, and presents and, uh, you know, the holidays. And it's, it's a good time. It's a warm time. Well, despite it being cold outside, it's warm in our hearts during this time of the year. So, did we pick a game this time that would elicit these same feelings as the holidays, you think? Um, if a cold, dark cave mm-hmm. is your idea of fun and holidays, yeah. Oh, cool. well, what game did we pick? Subterranea for the Sega Genesis. So, that's sub, like a submarine, yep. and terrania, like terrain. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And uh, this was a game released for the Sega Genesis exclusively back in 1993. This is an exclusive. Uh, published by Xerinx and, mm-hmm. sorry, developed by Xerinx, published by Scavenger. Although if you look on the box, there's no one of those names on here, really. No, the only reason I even knew Xerinx was because on the title screen of the game, yeah. when you're actually playing it, it tells you that. Yeah, it's Sega's the only name all over the box. But anyways, it's, uh, it's basically a, a multi-directional shooter. Um, Geometry Wars is probably the most famous sort of recent one, modern one I can think of. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, Solar Jetman for the NES was one I've played. Asteroids. It kind of gave oh, me yeah, Asteroids. Asteroids. Yeah, It'd yeah. be the big one. Yeah. One of the old school game there. It kind of controls like that, but we'll get into but the- But different. But different. We'll <laughs> yeah. get into that. Now, before we get- Do you want to go ahead and give our back history? Because I actually knew about this game well before you did. Uh, we, growing up, me and you were very fortunate to have pretty awesome parents- and my parents, every once in a while, this was uh, when the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo had gotten to the point where you could find their games in clearance bins. And every once in a while, my parents would just bring me back a game from a clearance bin they'd found, right? Mm-hmm. And this was one of those games they brought back. So while I was very grateful that they got me a game, uh, when we get to our reviews, I'll tell you how I felt about it. <laughs> and if my feelings changed. But that's well, literally my experience with this game. I actually played it a long time ago, many times trying it. My experience with this game is a little weird in that I don't think I tried it many years ago, but I have a really nice looking copy. It's, it's almost your be- one that's in the best shape. <laughs> it's, it's got the manual, it's got the reference card, it's got a poster. It's still shiny almost. And I think the reason it's so nice is because I got this game not when I originally got my Genesis. I got it when I got my Sega Nomad, um, which was sort of the portable Genesis. Um, and I got the Nomad like in a bundle. It was you. The Nomad itself was used, but I remember it came with some like sports games. It's those games like you're talking about that were found in clearance yeah. bins. The opposite was, of the Nomad is the Yes Sad. Wow. Keep going. So yeah, Subterranea was one of those games that I think was found in clearance bins a lot. That's a three star joke. Um, I give it two. <laughs> I mean, it was ninety three. It was sort of towards the end of the Genesis life. So I remember it was like Madden ninety five and Subterranea and games like that were packed in for free with my Nomad, uh, like on an eBay seller. So. That was really boring. Uh-huh. But that's just to say, my Nomad worked for like a week and stopped working. So I don't know if I even ever played this game. That's probably why it's in such good shape. <laughs> I'd be really mad. 
Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a it was a scummy seller. Yeah, I'd be yes mad about my nomad not wow. working anymore. That is a two and a half star joke. Now, Trevor, I'm the reason why we have Patreons. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Patreon and donate negative money. <laughs> Can you make us give you money? <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll pay you five dollars a month to listen to us that's right don't say that people no. expect it we can't afford that <laughs> we'd be out twenty dollars yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. just kidding thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> so trevor again <clears throat> i'm struggling this is a game we're going to struggle to talk about <laughs> all right let's just say up front um when we were joking earlier about this being your favorite game, we're not saying that because it's such a horrible game. I'm not giving my review away. But it's just one of those games that I don't feel like probably elicits super strong emotions, except for one emotion, which we'll get to when we get to the gameplay. <laughs> yes. Um, like, it's not the kind of game that I think people really like have such fond memories of. But I could be wrong, because that could be any game, depending on the person. That's right. But I don't think it's also the kind of game that people are going to remember being terrible. It's just sort of like, oh yeah, that game. Yeah. But let's see if, if it's better or worse than, than that feeling would indicate. Now, Trevor, uh, uh, this is one of those instances where, like you said before, we have the instruction manual. Yeah. Uh, if you can find it in there, there's a short little paragraph that kind of introduces you to what this game is kind of about. Yeah. And this, um, the back of the box and the instruction manual indi- uh, use this word, which is very accurate. And that word is pressure. The back of the box says, can you handle the pressure? And then if you look at the instruction manual, it says the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. And that's very accurate to how you'll be feeling. But the the story is, on an off-world asteroid... Oh, that's maybe a little Ooh. homage. It says a, a red... I believe fi- that's homage. Homage. That's okay. A red fire wipes the skies. Headquarters explodes. That's kind of bad English. Anyways. Hostile alien forces invaded the virtual subterranean mining colony. The operation is blown sky high. Workers are trapped in crevices and chasms. Chasms. Helpless against the clouds of radioactive dust <laughs> swirling toward them. I like chasms. I'm getting snottier as I talk. I like chasms. Uh, take control of the experimental attack fighter. Kind of just stop there. The reason they keep calling it experimental is to kind of justify the controls. The unique controls. Yes. That's and a good we'll way to that. describe the controls. Yeah. This is unique. The only weapon even remotely powerful enough to repel the alien attack. Begin each mission from a combat base. Return to the base. With mission accomplished, or count yourself a failure. Pick up special weapons, fuel, and shield recharges. Don't expect much help. You're a one-of-a-kind fighter is still in the research stage. Again, they're really driving home <laughs> yeah, the fact. Yeah. These controls aren't bad, they're just prototype. That's right. Um, indispensable equipment will be delivered to every area, but you have to find it. Okay. Let's. What kind of game is this? It's Not only is it like Asteroids, that's how it kind of uh-huh. controls, but this is... I mean, they even say it in the game. This is a maze game. Yeah, Johnny's favorite. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I've gotten to describe a game that favorite way. Favorite way to describe a game is a maze game. But this one is a maze game. But before every yeah, before every level starts, they show you a screen with the cave layout for this particular level. That's right. And you've got to find the stuff, which is usually people you have to rescue, an attachment for your ship, and then you have to get out. Okay. Mostly. Now, let's get into, first of all, the graphics, Trevor. How does this game look? This is a 1993, right? 1993 yeah. Genesis game. So the Genesis has had time to have some good looking games by now. Yeah. How do you feel this game kind of holds up? It is one of those games. It's kind of hard to compare to other games because it has a very unique style. It don't, it don't, I think it almost went for a realism. Um, like the backgrounds aren't very cartoony. It's almost, it's not quite like Vector Man. That's that. What do you call that? That, um. That ultra realism that like Vector Man had, you know, yeah. Which Vector Man looks great, I think. Yeah, I agree. With this you. is somewhere in between. Like it looks sort of animated and sort of realistic. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it really tries to set an atmosphere with how it looks. Yeah, and I would say on that account, it does a pretty good job of accomplishing that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's you can tell it's a later Genesis game, and there's not really a whole lot happening at once because your ship is not that powerful, so they can't throw they can only throw so many enemies at you. But it looks pretty good. It's pretty detailed. Um, I mean, I still, I prefer, uh, I think, like lush, yeah, bright, bright environments, not caves. Yeah. But as far as caves go, it looks pretty good. I will say that it definitely looks cave-like. And yeah. they do throw some colors in there, like some of the they enemies do, yeah. are kind of got some colors to them. And there's like, just the designs of some of the caves. Yeah. 
But overall, if you're gonna if your game's gonna take place underground, you're not gonna expect it to be really all writing and in your right. face. Do not expect like a Sonic Two mixed at cave type graphics. This is darker than that. Yeah, um, I can't I can't think of exactly what to compare it to. It's kind of tough. This game controls like asteroids, and it's a maze game on top of that. When we get into the gameplay, we'll tell you where this game really takes a turn. <laughs> Almost, I mean that literally. Uh-huh. Uh, but graphically, I think overall, this game is, I would say, slightly above average. What would you think? I think it's, yeah, I think it's above average. I mean, I don't know if the style is quite to my liking, but it's a good looking Genesis game. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't look bad at all. And that first boss with the boss head. Yes. Is, <laughs> the strange one. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's pretty freaky graphics, um, even though it's out of left field. The the enemy designs are kind of wacky and weird. Yeah, a lot of the enemy designs really are... Their aliens are almost like... Uh, Do you ever see the movie Starship Troopers? No, I haven't. You know, the, the gist of Starship Troopers is it's uh, alien planets, and but the aliens are like giant insects almost. Yeah. And that's kind of what the aliens here on, on here besides that giant head. But a lot of your uh, enemies are those things yeah. and uh, uh, just, just different weapons shooting at you. Right. So that's... That's kind of let's just get into the gameplay. I think it's yeah. I think fun. we about have to to talk any more about it. So, like we said, and we're going to say it again. This play if you played Asteroids, then you kind of know how this game controls. Uh, but to make this game different, not only is it a maze game, but there is so much you got to consider when you're playing this game. It's not just a uh, trying to find where things are. Mm-hmm. Well, the gist of this game is you need to find and save the the miners that are there. They'll be at some point yeah. of the map, and you got to find them and pick them up. And also the what's the other thing? It's a sub. It's a sub module because at some point in the game you can turn your, uh, I guess hence the name of the game. Your ship can become a submersible and go underwater. Yeah. But first, like in the first five levels, you have to pick up these parts so you can do that. That's right. So you need to get those as well. And when you get both of those things, you have to go back to where you started, and that ends the level. Yeah. Now, while you're doing all this, you got to consider these other things. One is your fuel. Yeah. Almost everything you do in this game will consume your fuel. Including just sitting still. That's right. Uh, So, but luckily the thing that kind of helps a little bit, not completely, but a little bit is that you can pick up fuel along the way. There's different places that will have fuel that you can land on. Now, the trick to this game is when you land, you need to land on the bottom part of your ship or you will hurt yourself. And this is where this game takes a big turn. If you even touch the walls in this game, you hurt your ship. If you even think about touching the walls, your ship will take damage. That's right. And the controls are such in which you're going to hit the walls a few times. Yeah. So our opening skit might have been our most accurate one yet. Yeah. That's exactly how playing this game feels at first. If you've played it before, you know what we're talking about. It doesn't seem that hard. B, it pulses you. Is that a word? Yeah. Propels you. Makes you go forward. Makes you go forward. Yeah. Thrust you. Uh, just sitting there, gravity will naturally carry you down. Or you can press down on the directional pad and it'll actually thrust you down. That's right. And then <clears throat> the left and right bu- uh, directional pads just move you left and right. So to actually move like to the top left of the screen, you got to be holding B and then pressing left. Right. Um, and you have an attack button. Yeah, the C button, I think, is shoot. And yeah. the H uses weapons. That's right. Now, so, yeah. Uh, all I was going to say is also the other things you can pick up can also upgrade your yeah. ship. Like you can upgrade your weapons and stuff. Right, so there's and your shield. red, green, and blue weapons. And like if you have the red weapon and you pick up another red, it'll take it to level two. Yeah. Um, you can pick up certain things. Like in one level, the third level, which to me is where the game starts actually getting hard. Um, like once you know what you're doing, the first level is a breeze. Yeah. Um, and the second level is very doable. But the third level, we have to pick up these little deflector mirror things to deflect these lasers. And so you got to pick them up. And then you got to drop them at the right place. If you drop them at the wrong place, you got to start. You got to go back to base to reset everything. And you don't always drop them. Sometimes you just got to hover over a certain part yeah. and wait for that reflector to work to blow up other parts to get to the other parts of the maze. So right now you're probably thinking this doesn't sound like a traditional space shooter, and it's not. There is action. You can definitely blow stuff up, and it's fairly satisfying action. Um, your bullets like fly over the screen. It's pretty cool, but you feel distinctly weak. Like, you feel like I could not take on a whole army by myself. You feel like a, like you're almost sneaking into this place and doing more covert missions, sort of. And you definitely feel weak because if you just touch the wall, yes. you're hurting yourself. 
and I'm just gonna say right up, I don't mind the controls at all for most of the things because I got kind of used to them. In those first two levels, I can breeze through them. Yeah. Um, just by playing it a few times, having never grew up with the game, really. But yes, the things that that kill me is not the enemies. I don't remember ever dying by an enemy. I honestly don't know if I ever was actually completely killed by an enemy. Every time I died, as I took myself out on a stupid rock wall. Yeah. The I about rage quit when I finally <laughs> almost beat the third yeah. level. I finally got the stupid mirror in the right place yeah. where it's supposed to go. Yeah. I was on my last life. I had enough fuel to get out. And I tried flying and I flew right into the stupid ground and I just kept like thrusting myself into the ground and I couldn't stop and I blew up. I will say this. Trevor and I honestly rarely cuss. Uh, Most of the times that I actually cuss is either when I've hurt myself in real life or if I'm playing a game and it's really frustrating me. (laughs) And I think it kind of, it's the same for you, right? I would assume. We don't, we don't just typically cuss in normal conversation. This game made you cuss. (laughs) It made me say things. That, you made you say words that I you probably feel bad for saying. Because I know I do every time I get so mad about something. It's like, it's just a game at the end of the day. But this game is beyond frustrating. And that's the way to describe this game. It's frustrating. It's frustrating not because it's hard. We played harder games, but it yeah. is very hard. It's frustrating because it makes you feel like an idiot. Because you're like, okay, I'm doing, oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And you just run to the wall and take yourself out. Yeah. Like, I beat the level. I've done it. No. And it's like when you get caught on the ground, you can't get uncaught. You just keep ramming into the ground. Yeah. Or and if you accidentally blow up your fuel you need. Yes. <laughs> I did that once. Johnny's like, um, he was on a level I'd already beat. And, yeah. his, and there's, there's fuel sitting there. And there's an enemy near. I needed the fuel. And I was trying to shoot at the enemy, but I accidentally blew up my fuel. So I kind of uh, gave myself the shaft on that one. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to say something because I knew you could blow up the fuel, but like. I had forgotten. But yeah. It's, but, it, but I was reminded quickly. <sighs> <laughs> See, it's it's got some thought involved because you can't just pick up the fuel just because you see it. You got to save it for when you need it. Yeah, um, and when you pick it up, you got to land on it on on yeah. the rear end of your ship. Everything like requires said. precision. That's right. Which would be okay if the controls weren't prototype, as the game <laughs> likes to call them. Now, I will say, let's be fair to the game, and you already kind of said this. Yeah, you can get better at this game the more you play it. You get more used to it. You can feel like you have a little more control over it, despite how the controls are. But that, at the end of the day, that does not take away the frustration. And I, I told you, I got to what level did I get to? Four or five? Right to the, five. I got to five. Out of I, ten, there's ten levels. And I told you, I said, while I do want to see the other levels just to see what they look like, I didn't have any satisfaction for making it that far. It felt like work. Every time you get to a new level, and this is true, Every time you get to a new level, it's satisfying because, oh, good, I just beat that level. But it's almost like a dread feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this level looks bigger than the last one. And and it's telling you more things you have to do. Like, you don't want more things to do. You want to just, just surviving feels like an accomplishment. Yeah, you just want to pick up the other miners yes. and uh, and the other part for your to make your ship go underwater. But nope, they'll throw in other things, which I get to just add diversity to it. Yeah. But when the game's already this difficult to control in the first place... And when the walls will eat up your ship. <laughs> that seems to be asking too much. Ask me. That being said, though, I said one thing I really appreciate about a game is when you... We've played games before that are so bad. And I'm trying to think of one now. Um, shoot. Maybe it was it was Bubsy 2, I think we mentioned this specifically. I thought like you could play Bubsy 2 forever and not really improve at it. Because it's just that kind of just sloppy and they just throw everything yeah, at you. Yeah. This game's not like that. We definitely got better the oh, way yeah. we played it. Um, I mean, like I said, I couldn't beat the first level when I first started, but I can beat the first two levels pretty easy, you know, now. And I could even beat the third level because now we know what to do. Yeah. When without I first, much sweat. When I was a kid, when I had this game, I didn't get very far. I don't remember getting past the second level. I just get mad and quit. Uh, yesterday, I played it again by myself at my house, and I got I got to level two. Fairly easily, but I just didn't feel like playing anymore. Yeah. And today I got a lot farther than that. So you can get better and you can improve. And that is a positive. However, it's not fun to do it. And that's the big hit for me when it comes to a game. It's And that's very fun. A game being fun can be very subjective. Right. And I do want to say that. Like, if somebody likes this game, I kind of can understand it. Yeah. 
But for me, it just wasn't fun. It felt like work. I need it to balance out where the work itself. If I'm doing work in a game, like, you know, some games make you grind to get things. Right. And that can be work. But it can still be fun to do that. I didn't feel any I didn't feel any fun. I felt a sense of accomplishment when I did uh-huh. things. But you feel like you accomplish things when you work, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fun is a, is a weird thing. But I know what you mean. Like, there is, for some people, and I would say I would fall in this camp, there's a certain amount of fun in just accomplishing something. But when the next level started, you're right. Like, I was never looking forward to it. Yeah. I was looking forward to beating the level we were on, and it felt good to do it. But I was never looking forward once I saw the next level. I was like, ah. Here's the thing. I was looking forward to seeing what the next level looked like and seeing what the enemies looked like. Yeah. And that kind of thing. But I did not look forward to actually playing the level. Yeah. And I think it's because you were literally fighting against the controls and gravity the whole time. Yeah. Which is exactly what they intended. Which is your number one enemy. (laughs) We said before, <clears throat> actually, just our last episode, Alex Kidd, you know, your review was very middling. Mine was good, but not great. Right. And basically, the difference was, I felt like the controls were very odd, but I felt like I could get used to them. You felt like they were just bad, frankly. I felt they were very bad and floaty. This one, I will say for this one, I feel they're, I don't think the controls are great, but you can get used to them. Well, I was I was going to say, I kind of feel the same way about this one. I don't think the controls were... It's a cop-out in a way, but I do think the controls are exactly what they were meant to be. They meant for it to feel this way. However, that doesn't mean it makes it fun. Yeah, I'm going to ask you this, and I'm very curious what your answer is. We were trying to think... We ought to think of ways to improve a game if, if we feel the review is going to be negative. Because we don't want to be one of those shows that just blast everything. Right. I don't want to be that. I want us to look on the positives on as much as we can. So when it comes to this game, the, our main frustration was the fact that the walls would hurt your ship. So let's say that they took that out where you could hit the walls. Would that actually take away from the game too at the same time? Because that was, in a, to be fair, that was half the challenge as well. Here, here's my opinion. I feel like <clears throat> my opinion on this game would be way different if they made this one change. Make the walls something you want to avoid, but make it a one-time damage. When you smack into the wall, it hurts you. But you don't sit there just dragging on the wall, sucking your power out. You know what I mean? Give you a chance to get off the wall. I thought like I would hit a wall and then I'd just keep smacking it and there were, all my health would go. <laughs> yeah. Like, just make it take a certain amount of damage on your ship, but then give you a second to get off of it before it hurts you again. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's a constant. If you just stay it's on like it. It's like the wall sucking yeah, your health. You just keep hitting it and it's just sucking you dry. That's what I hated. Yeah, that that part. I like the challenge of navigating around the walls. That's what I was trying to think of. Because at first I was like, let's just make it where you don't get damaged when you hit the walls. No, I, th- I think that would kind of break it. But that would kind of break the game yeah. the more I thought about it. Because honestly, the enemies themselves, while they're very different, and I like, and I kind of am very curious about the the designs of the, the enemy yeah. designs, about a lot of these that were in, a lot of the aliens or whatever that were in it. Overall, they weren't that difficult. No, I don't think an enemy ever totally killed me. They might have hit yeah. me, but I don't think... Yeah, it was always the walls. So I think the enemies... And I'm not even saying the game has to be easier, although I thought us making it to level 5 was an accomplishment, and there's 10 levels. There's no extra lives except for the ones you collect. There's no continues. So I feel like it probably could be made a little easier. Yeah. And there's no cheat codes that we could find. There's no cheat codes. The only extra lives are the few that you can find in the levels themselves. No yeah. continues. But I'm not necessarily even saying they had to make the game easier. I'm just saying make the challenge a fun challenge and getting stuck on the walls is not a fun challenge. Yes. You know, dodging the walls is fun because it makes you kind of, it is, that is sort of the fun of the game is using the jet propulsion at the right moments to like slide around the walls. That is fun. That part is, is fine and good and I agree with you. But like you said before, what, kills this game is the fact that if you get stuck on a wall it just zaps you dry yeah and that is terrible and that's beyond frustrating and i think that's when you cussed <laughs> yeah i'm sure you heard wrong i just said oh good grief that's oh that's right yeah that's you said terrible you went old charlie brown on me yes but yeah so is there anything else i feel like we're leaving something out on the controls or on the um, gameplay let's see so you can kind of use gravity you might have mentioned this but if you let gravity pull you down you can save some fuel that way. Yeah, um, that's very important. Right. You got the weapon upgrades we mentioned. Uh, oh, well, the one thing I was going to... I remember what I was going to say. Okay. The enemy... Like, even the bosses, 
are not that hard. No. I no. mean, I remember the, the second boss that we faced, like I blew him up and I was like, is that it? Because it really didn't take much. Yeah. And he was the boss of that level. Yeah, because the bosses are kind of just hanging out in the level and they're like an objective. Yeah. You have to beat them. And they were, at least all the way up to the fifth level, they're not really the challenge. The challenge is not ramming into stuff. So I was wondering, and we I don't know this for sure, and I don't think you know either, if like certain enemies are more, uh, they're like weaker against certain colored weapon you have. Yeah, I don't know. Because it seemed like that for me, because that first boss right. was tougher than the second one. That's true. The, the first boss wasn't wasn't that bad, but he was definitely tougher to it's, me. The first boss is just a giant face, and he's only yeah. hard because he keeps smacking into you. Yeah. <laughs> the, I read somewhere that the red the weapons are similar, but the red one seems to be the most powerful. But I do wonder, because you used the green weapon. Yeah, I used the green one on that, and he, he the second quick. boss died awfully fast. Here's the only other thing I was going to say about gameplay. I think, um, I think they overdid it. There was it was Aliens game we played. It was Aliens three for the Sega Genesis, where we said they kind of overdid it by having the timer. Yes, yes. This one I think overdoes it because you got the challenge of just not dying, which is hard enough. You got the fuel, which is constantly running down, and then you've got certain things you can do, which makes you kind of just start the level over. I got a fix for this game. I wonder if you agree with this. What if you still keep all this, like you said, yeah. but you make the fuel consumption way. Like it, it doesn't. It's not near as dramatic. Well, that would definitely help with the pressure. Yeah, I think you know what I think though. I think they designed exactly the game they wanted to. I think they, I think did they too. wanted you to be stressed out while you're playing it. And but they, is that fun? They call that's the question we have to answer as professional yeah. paid podcasters. That's right. <laughs> but what I was going to say, apparently, apparently it starts with maybe the sixth level because we still haven't had the submarine part. But as of the fifth level, or as of whatever level this starts, where you actually can go underwater. Not only do you have the shield to worry about and the fuel, but there's a third thing you have to worry about called the acid level. Because if you stay underwater too long, your acid level builds up too much. So then you got three things to worry about. Which doesn't even make any sense because you're spending the first five levels to make your ship even go underwater. Yeah, can you get some coating to make yeah. it be able to stay in the, the salt water? <laughs> That's ridiculous. So yeah, I think it's just too many things to worry about with how hard the game is already. Yeah. But it's they wanted that pressure. And they got it. It just raised my blood pressure is the problem. So I think we're both agreeing that this game felt more like work than fun. It was, that was definitely how I feel coming out of it. I don't, I'm, I don't want to put words I'm in I'm not sure that work's the word I'm looking for, but pressure, just, I guess work is the best word I can think of. Yeah. I just, I was under pressure and to me, pressure, yeah. that's not why I play video games. Now I love a challenge. I mean, I love Donkey Kong Country and this very arguable that that game made your blood pressure bull. Yeah, but I still had fun playing that game. There's a big difference. I love the challenge of it, but this, like, you're constantly just under pressure. That's a weird but yet good uh, comparison because while Donkey Kong Country definitely frustrated me, uh, definitely quite a bit, however, I still had fun playing it, and I don't know if I can say the same about this game. (laughs) Well, we still have the music and sound to talk about. Yes, let's get to that. Trevor, to me, if you agree with me, and I think you do, by far, the best part of this game is the music. It is very, very, very good music. Yes. It's actually well well beyond what this game is, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I have the manual here, yeah. so let's give credit. Yeah, the, the, his name's actually in here. So, Mr., um, well, first of all, this game was programmed by basically three people. Uh, and I believe maybe they're, is it Dutch, maybe? It's either Dutch or... Is, I think it was made in Denmark. I think it's where these I people think, are from. I think it is Denmark. Anyways, uh, David, uh, let's just butcher, butcher these names. Why not? <laughs> David Goldsbrandon. We, we butcher English language in the first place. Karsten L. Hadeverberg. And Jens Albertson. Albertson. That's that, I like how Albertson was by far the easiest one to pronounce, and you did it the worst. Yeah, that's not even it. It's actually Albert. I can't even say that. Albertson? Albertson. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, the music is by Jesper Kidd. Easy enough. Or yep. Kide. Kide, maybe. K-Y-D. Uh, Mr., I assume, Jesper. Uh, good job. Like, this music's cool. Yeah. Like, I I told you when we listened to this music that it feels like it should be in a better sci-fi game or movie because it's so good Yeah, that I feel it. The music is so good that it elevated the game just by how good the music was. Well, first of all, there's a track for every single level. Yeah, which is incredible. And like those first couple levels are so little and short. It almost, you're right. It feels like almost too much composition for such a simple level. 
Like it does belong in like a bigger game almost. It belongs in in like a really awesome sci-fi game to me. Right. And it would be amazing. But it's in this. And uh, at least I guess it has that because it's very redeeming to me. I I mean, I actually went through listen to every song because you can do the music test on this yeah. game. And the music actually, to me, got better and better as you went along on the levels. That's It's very impressive to me in any 8 or 16-bit game when a game has multiple levels and each level has totally different music. Yeah. Because um, that was not always the case. With 16-bit games, I guess it was more often. But um, to me, that's there's two reasons to keep playing. One is just to make progress and beat the next level. But the other is to hear the music in the next level. Yeah. So it was, <clears throat> it was sort of that Sega Genesis trying to be a little bit serious, which is something I kind of associate with the Sega Genesis, it's especially def- with third parties. The music is definitely dark and boating. But if... But it really works well. But it really, by itself, just really gives an atmosphere. Yeah. Perfectly. And I thought that music was fantastic. You know what that music would have been good for? I'm trying to think of a good example. If the Genesis had sort of a sister gang to Super Metroid. I was thinking the same thing. It could have been. This could have been the soundtrack for it. Yeah. Because it's it's not as moody as Super Metroid. But like a more action-packed, maybe quicker-paced Super Metroid. Yeah. It could have been. The cousin game to that. Yeah. So we're both agreeing the music is by far the best part of this game. Yeah, I think so, because I can't really find any flaws with it. Yeah. Okay, Trevor, is there anything else about it before we get to our final scores? I don't think so. I think we've covered it all. Uh, Wow. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll let you go first so I can pull up the, the Instagram comments and stuff. Okay. I remember hating this game way more when I was younger. <laughs> So, in a way, that's a positive. <laughs> but, to me, this game commits one of the biggest sins in that it's not fun for me, personally, to play. I will forgive a game for a lot of flaws if it's fun. This one just felt like work. And that is... <laughs> and when I'm playing a game, I want to escape the real world. <laughs> and the real world involves work. So, with that being said, there are some redeeming qualities to this game. The music, like we said before, is very, very good. Uh, I would actually encourage anybody. I'm sure you can find just the music on YouTube or something. I would encourage people to at least check that out. Because it's pretty good. And they did a, the, the Jesper did a very good job with mm-hmm. it. Uh, man. Some of the enemy designs were actually very uh, interesting. And so, I guess the art direction on this was, I think, was a positive. I mean, there are definitely interesting characters and stuff in it. The controls and the how they, the walls zap life is just such a big hurt on this game. However, we've definitely played way worse games on this one for this show, even just for the show. I think what I think what best ex, best describes this game is that it's there. It's just there. It doesn't stand below or above any other game, in my opinion. Uh, like it's way better than Uncanny X Men, or you know, <laughs> what yeah. we always bring. It's it's head and shoulders better than that. But man, I can't. I don't know what to do with this game because it's just not fun. It's just <laughs> there. It's a well made game, I thought, except for the controls and my some of my issues with that. I feel this game is very much middle of the road or middle of the earth or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to give this game a five. I feel it's right in the middle. It's just kind of there, and despite how great the music is and how great some of the uh, enemy designs are, this game overall, if you asked me to describe it, would be it's 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 work and it's bland. So I'm going to give us a five. Um, yeah, but go check out the music. Honestly, seriously, it's really good. I think um. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. It's left me at a crossroads because it's such a solid game in so many ways. Um, but it definitely frustrated me. Yeah. What, what do I really have to add to the conversation? I guess that's the question. And <laughs> <clears throat> my recommendation would be probably if you have a way to check this game out cheap, my recommendation would be to check it out because this kind of, challenge I think is really going to be up some people's alley but I think probably this game is polarizing and that's for a reason and you're going to fall on one side or the other and my thing is I kind of fell on both sides 
I'll be honest, the first 15 minutes I played this game, I kind of hated it. Like, if I had to review it right then, when I could barely beat the first level and I kept smacking into the wall, I probably would have gave this game a three or three and a half. Because it looked good, the music was good. But yeah, this is definitely a game you need to keep playing to right. appreciate whatever you can And, and we did, because yeah. I played it the other day, and then we played it today. Um, we both had a whole game over screen today. Um, made it halfway through. I can't imagine ever beating all ten levels. It's hard just to make it to level five. But the other side of that is, it got a little bit better every time I played it. And that, to me, is a sign of a game that requires skill, and I appreciate that. So here's the thing. I'm going to give this game a six which I know is probably surprising because of how frustrated I was. And I'm just going to be honest, this game can't have above a six for me because it's not that much fun. But I respect it quite a bit. But the fun factor for me is a heavy factor. And so I can't give it above a six as much as I respect it because I just don't enjoy it that much. But it's very well made. It's very solid. And I think even the controls, I think, are pretty spot on for what they were going for. But that doesn't mean I have to love the way it controls. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think they did what they were trying to do. Good job. Give it a try. But the frustration brought it down to a barely above average for me. So I'm going to give it a six because I do think it's worth experiencing. I do think it's above average, but that frustration factor is like a big hammer just nailing it in your head. Um, <laughs> with th- that being said, well, go ahead. I was going to ask what the game's going for. It's cheap. Um, like six or seven bucks oh, on yeah. eBay, eight yeah. bucks for the cartridge only. Um, I'm trying to think if I've seen this like in used game shops. I'm sure I have. I probably just ignored it because I know That's the other thing it. about this game. I don't feel I've seen it in very many places just out in the wild. I don't either, but it's not expensive on eBay. Yeah. So it's just one of those games that I don't think anybody loves it enough to jack up the price, but I don't know how well it's sold either. Um, but it must have done fairly well because I know the company went on to do other things and it is a pretty impressive looking game. Like even the back of the box, the graphics are pretty detailed. I think it's one of those games that if you had it as a kid, there's a chance you felt a little bit cheated because it just was so frustrating. But you probably also could tell there was some quality there. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. So I guess it's sort of Retro Bliss approved. (laughs) I'm going to say it's Retro Bliss approved because of the price. But if this were one of those rare games, I would just say just leave it be. Yeah, the fact that it's only going to run you under 10 bucks makes it a little better for me. Yeah. If it was above that, then I would have a real tough issue having people play it but yeah under 10 bucks okay all right so well <coughs> trevor let's get into what everybody wants to hear and that of course is the fan feedback, feedback. about last week's episode. Where can we go to give feedback on Retro Bliss? We can head over to Instagram uh, or Facebook or Twitter. And if you go to Instagram, look for Retro Bliss. I feel like you just ran that sentence all together at once. So go to Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> look for Retro Bliss. There you go. And uh, <clears throat> I posted a picture of a... Basically, any picture I post on there, people can comment. And so I just posted a picture of Sonic with Sega Genesis. And that's just where... Uh, a couple of people chose to comment about last week's episode, which is cool. <clears throat> and I'm not going to read it all, but I just want to say, uh, I hope people start doing that more often. Uh, Tim Barnett and Michael Thompson both grew up with Alex Kidd and had really strong opinions and just really had some in-depth comments. They were so much deeper than what we could possibly cover oh, on yes. the show. And we both love that because everybody's experiences, I mean, just from where you grew up, uh, from the country you live in, are going to be different. Right. Because for us here in the States, Alice Kidd was just not near as much of a part of our uh, video game livelihoods right. <laughs> as it's going to be in Australia or something. So I definitely was very fascinated by these comments these people were making. And Tim Barnett even started a, a conversation with me <clears throat> on Instagram, like a messaging conversation. Yeah. <clears throughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff he was telling me about Alex Kidd is just, um, for example, the underwater controls. There was more to that than we thought. Um, there's things you can collect to make the rock, paper, scissors game so you can basically read their mind so it's not total luck. Huh. There's just all kinds of cool stuff yeah. that we just can't possibly, I mean, realistically, doing a game every single week. If it's a game we've never played, we just can't get that deep. So I just really, anyways, I just encourage people, <laughs> go to Instagram or Facebook. 
just share your memories on these games. Tell us stuff we had wrong or stuff maybe we just didn't get a chance to see. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate that. Anyways, that out of the way. So go to our Instagram and you can comment on all the pictures there. And we, and we promise we read all the things that are commented. Yeah, whether I reply or not, I definitely read it and appreciate it. Yeah, and I even do, even though Trevor runs it. I know how to go look on the page, so. <laughs> Johnny's a person who can read. Yep. <laughs> so, but Subterranea. Fifth grade uh, level. Not too shockingly, we didn't have a lot of heated uh, discussion about that game yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I just don't think this is the kind of game that's going to inspire heated discussion, unless you're talking about running into the wall. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but. Our buddy uh, at MJ's Game Room commented that he's played this a few times and didn't really like it. He said the controllers or the controls were too hard to get used to. Um, That's a recurring I, theme for I, most I people can see that, that. I've, that I've read who talked about this game. And speaking of uh, cussing and just being angry, I'm going to have to edit this next comment. <laughs> <coughs> so, we're, we're a family podcast. So let me see how I can fix this. I'm going to really uh, butcher this comment. So Chris James said, forget this game. That final boss angered me off so much <laughs> as a little lad back in the day, LOL. Um, first of all, you made it to the final boss. That's amazing. Yeah. Because as far as I can tell, there's no codes for this game. Honestly, that's better than we could do. Yeah. So that's impressive. But this game apparently inspires that kind of uh, passion in that aspect. Which it definitely does. I yep. can 100% see it. I have our Facebook pulled up. Okay. You want to go ahead and do it? Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. Just look up Retro Bliss and you can comment on there and we read those as well. And uh, we... And every once in a while, we'll even respond, even. (laughs) Trevor more than me, because I'm very stuck up. So here we go. Uh, Timmy Mac said, that's a tough game. Colorful graphics, great music, and tricky controls. I would agree with most of that. I think the graphics, he says colorful, and they can be when it comes to the enemies. That's true, yeah. Some of the enemies were kind of colorful, but overall, I felt the the colors were sort of uh, subdued for it being underground. Some of the backgrounds, like the one that had plants, sort of plant life, is a little more than it could have been. Yeah, and then uh, uh, if I get this person's thing right, uh, Ibitato, Ibitato. Is that how you pronounce? I'll say Ibitato, but I'm probably wrong. Ibitato. You say Ibitato, I say Ibitato. We're probably both wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, this game is good, although I do not like the controls much. Again, that's what I, I think it's going to be. Almost the, every single person mentioned yeah. the controls. I mean, how could you not if you played this yeah. game? Anyhow, it's a good one. So they kind of liked it despite the controls. So we'll continue that thing uh, on Twitter, which hey. I kind of don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but there are a couple of people commenting on there, so keep it up, and I'll start focusing on Twitter more. Uh, Aaron Hickman, not sure who that is. I've never heard of that person, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. We here at Retro Bliss cannot stand Genesis Gems. We're at war with them currently, and the second that they tell us that they love us again, we'll drop it. <laughs> yep. As soon as they show us any attention, really. Yeah. <clears throat> so Aaron Hickman, a.k.a. Dia, says Retro Bliss... Sorry, I'm reading the tag. <laughs> they say, great game with a great soundtrack. Oh, I agree with that. Hard as the day is long, though. Good luck. You'll need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he didn't specifically mention the controls, but basically, same thing. Yeah. Really, really hard. And, I, and with <clears throat> the fact that he does uh, like uh, 8-bit, 16-bit soundtracks, I was very curious what he thought of that. And I'm yeah. glad he liked it, too. So I don't... I feel yeah, like, we're not crazy. Yeah, because he's an expert. So I'm, I feel like we're experts then as well, since we agreed with him cool. on this. I think our buddy Caleb Dixon said he never played it. So, yeah, um, I think basically the opinion on this game is either, huh, I never played it, or it's the, cool, but, man, the controls. Yeah. Yeah, that we could have just summed it up with that, really. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for uh, fan feedback and uh, for Retro Bliss as a whole. <laughs> oh, this is the last episode ever? ever yeah. Oh, well, yeah. what a way to go out. It's up to radio. Yeah. <laughs> When we decided to end it, we end it with a... Let's go and finish this episode out, though. Okay. How about uh, we have a commercial? What do you think about that? Sounds good. we got to pay the bills. And this is not how we do it, but run it anyway. (laughs) Cool. I heard Matt got a Sega Genesis. I heard Matt got a Sega Genesis. Guess one more is okay. The Sega Genesis. Game cartridges sold separately. Yep, that just happened, Trevor. Yep. That just happened. You know what else is about to happen right now since I shut my stupid mouth and say it? What's that? 
The Blish Quiz. Blish Quiz. Oh, for crying out loud. Sorry, I was reading my notes. Oh, for crying out loud. That's our worst Bliss Quiz introduction. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I got my throat good and clear for this. I struggled finding questions for this game, just like I'm struggling to breathe right now. I will say, and I hope I don't jinx it, despite the constant <clears throat> that you're doing, you sound head and shoulders better than you did just a couple days ago. <laughs> if we tried to do this two days ago, it would have been I would terrible. be hacking the whole time. Yeah. We usually have these episodes in the can at least a weekend before, uh, Tuesday, our release date to this give is the day before. Yeah, to give our producer Chris time yeah. to actually work on it. So, but due to Trevor's uh, illness and his lungs trying to destroy himself. But that being said, uh huh. Just like I struggled to have an emotional opinion about this game, I struggled to find good Bliss Quiz questions. But I came up with three anyways. Okay. Your first one is simple. Find the bargain. All right. You know what that means, don't you? The cheapest one. That's right. Finally starting to understand that word. So, is it a sealed copy of this very game? Okay. Is it a three-foot sub from Subway? Okay. Or is it a remote control submarine toy? Find the bargain. Which one's the cheapest? Uh, I'm going to go with the the submarine toy, because I feel like that one in the middle is, a, <clears throat> is just trying to throw me off. So you picked the most expensive one? Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Amazingly... You can get a sealed copy, and there were multiple ones in roughly this price range. You can get a sealed copy of this game with the shrink wrap for 19 bucks. Really? I didn't know you could get a sealed copy of any Genesis game for that. I didn't either. So, heck, I mean, just for the fun of opening a new Genesis game, if you're going to buy it, I would just get that sealed copy. Yeah. <laughs> because that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the submarine toy was $95, and a three-foot sub is 50 bucks, which seems really high for a Subway sub. How's it fifty bucks? Three foot. That doesn't sound right. You're right. That really doesn't sound right. I think you got that wrong. That sounds like really. Like, it said three foot. They have five dollar foot longs. That's true. So it should be like fifty bucks most, right? And Charles, that's just three foot. <laughs> Maybe the well, it's, it's in the catering section. Maybe it's like a nah, bunch that of seems them. Wrong, doesn't it? Maybe a bunch of them. Well, I, I might have cheated you there, but I still don't <laughs> think it was less than nineteen. Okay, fair enough, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I was rudely interrupted. Apparently laughing is a bad idea. Uh, I also struggled with defined questions. So what I did was find the first uh, kind of every question has to do with the word sub. <laughs> okay. All right, here you go. I'm going to ask you this. It's multiple choice. So you have a 25% chance to get this right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. During which war did the first submarine sink an enemy ship? During which war did the first submarine sink an enemy ship was that a the civil war was that b world war one or uh c world war two or d the american revolutionary war oh my goodness I had to put american in there because we have people from other countries yeah. who listen to us and obviously the civil war is the american civil war i really don't think there was any kind of actual submarine in the revolutionary war but i know for sure there was in the civil war now the the actual question is this sink the ship yes I think it's World War One. I. I think there were subs in the Civil War, but I think they weren't. I don't think they were to the point they actually sunk a ship. So I think it was World War One. Well, you're wrong. Wow, you should have went with your gut. It was Civil War. Ah, and you're you're right though. You're very much right on that. Uh, during the Civil War, uh, February 1864, the H. L. Huntley sunk a ship, an enemy wow. ship. I didn't realize they were that weaponized at that point. Yep. Well, your second question. The controls for Subterranea <laughs> yep. were based on what PC game? Four choices. Okay. Thrust, push, shove, propulse. <laughs> I tried really hard for these questions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All these just sound like ways to describe the headache I got after playing this game. Uh, I'm going to go with thrust because it's the first one I remember. That's right. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I remember from all those. All right. 
So how are we doing right now? Yeah, you've got you you got you got one right, and you haven't got one yet. But I'm oh, on okay. the second one. Okay, Trevor, who claims to be the birthplace of the sub sandwich? Ah, oh, I love sub sandwiches. All right, you get four choices. A was it Florence, Italy? Hmm. B Portland, Maine. C I don't know why I put ed Maine, even Maine. Portland, Maine. Not the past tense of Maine. Okay. Just the present tense of Maine. Uh, Madrid, Spain is C, and D is Athens, Greece. Oh, my goodness. I, I went all around the world on this one, or just America and Europe, I guess. I really don't know. To me, it seems like an American thing, although the Italian sub is like the classic sub. I'll give you that much information. The Italian sub is technically the first sub ever made. Hmm. I don't know if that helps you or hurts you. That's like the classic sub, but I don't feel like it's actually Italian. I think... I think it's one of the American ones. I'm going to go with the Portland one. Portland, Maine? No, wait a minute. Was there an Oregon one? What was the two American cities? There's only one, Portland, Maine. Oh, shoot. I'm going to go with that one. All right, so you're not going to go with Florence, Italy's? No. Or Madrid, Spain? No. Athens, Greece? No. All right, you're right. It was Ah. Portland, Maine. They claim to be the birthplace of the sub. And when I say sub, that's where you take one piece of bread... And you kind of just cut it in the middle and put mm-hmm. meat and cheese and stuff in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. I just explained what a sub was. <laughs> well, if you're not. <clears throat> if you live, you know, say in Australia or somewhere. And I would do it again, dang it. And you don't know what a sub sandwich <laughs> it's is. Like, it's where you take the piece of bread <laughs> and you just put it. But you don't cut it in half now. That's the key. I don't think I expressed that enough the first time. <laughs> Sometimes I do cut it in half, though. It's kind of like a hot dog bun, but it's bigger, and it's two pieces of bread. Actually, most of the ones I've gotten were split in half, so yeah. I'm just going to shut my mouth. <laughs> One thing to save you a little face, though. You can't. I don't think I can. I do wonder where it became known as the sub or submarine. Is it just because it's shaped like a submarine? Well, you know, it's got many different names. You got I can't believe this is a... Uh, yeah, hoagie and... Yeah, Hoagie, Hero, uh, I think there's a couple more too, but those are the three that I always think of. I love, I've, this is really off topic, I don't know what it is, but like a really good submarine shop that's got good sub sandwiches is one of my favorite things to find. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, that being said. <laughs> so it's tied at 1-1. And your final question is very much in line with what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I went to rankem.com, <laughs> or ranker.com, Yeah. and these, like all the... I think it's just North America. What do users rank as the best submarine shops or sandwich shops? Okay. It's not just submarines. Um, so what I'm going to do here, and this is a little more work than usual, I guess, but I got four. They're all on this list somewhere, and you just need to put them in order. Okay. So I'll call them out, and you can just put them in order. So we have, these are just randomly in order, and you need to sort them. Right. One to first to last. One man the best. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So we have uh, Firehouse Subs, Subway, Jersey Mike's, and Arby's. Now, I'm not... These are all over the list in different places. You just need to place them where they are on the list, right, okay. relatively. Firehouse, Subway, Jersey Mike's, and Arby's. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm going to put... Arby's? Yeah, I was surprised to see that on there, but I guess it's just sandwiches, period. All right. Um... I'm just going to do this how I would do it. Personally. And by the way, this is probably really exciting to people who don't live in North America and have yeah. and even know what these restaurants are. Number one, I'm going to go Firehouse. Okay. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Jersey Mike's, even though I, I'm not a fan of theirs. No no offense. Uh, three, I'm going to go Arby's. And four, I'll go Subway. Well, <clears throat> you almost had it exactly right. Was Arby's four? And Subway? No, Subway was. Oh. So, on this list, I found Subway was number 13. Arby's was above Subway at 11, which I don't mean to uh, speak badly of Subway, but as a fan of a real sub sandwich, Subway's about as bottom of the barrel as it gets. Um, well, to be fair, I've had a lot of Subway, and you can get some good subs there. It's a fine sandwich. I mean, it's it's better than like McDonald's. I'm just saying. It's a fine sandwich. It's a fine sandwich, but it's not like a deluxe <laughs> sub. Anyways, Jersey Mike's was actually number one. Well, to be fair, who goes to Arby's to get a deluxe sub? Yeah, that would confuse me, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's Jersey Mike's. We both love Arby's. Okay. Jersey Mike's was one on the list. Firehouse was two. 
And then uh, Arby's was 11 and Subway was 13. Isn't it weird how people taste art? I know a lot of people love Jersey Mike's. Well, I was going to say, as a lover of the traditional Italian or classic sub, Jersey Mike's is delicious. But you're not really a fan of that. Like the lettuce and tomato and oil and vinegar and all that. I don't like oil or vinegar. That's so, probably yeah. what's killing it for me. So but for yeah. you, it's nothing. But yeah. <laughs> for me, it's nothing. I agree with the list, though. Yeah. From what I like. Well, I would put Firehouse above those, but that's me. Trevor. Which puts you at one question right and me at one question right. So you need to get this one right. to win. Here we go. Trevor, what was Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat? Okay. Uh, what was his original name while they were developing the first Mortal Kombat game? Was it A, Tundra, B, Cold Shoulder, C, Cool Man, or D, Ninja? Just simply Ninja. <laughs> I'm going to go Ninja. You got it. You win. <laughs> it's just too simple. Yeah. Uh, cold shoulder, I made up completely. Cool man, I made up completely, which I spelled with a K like it's Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. But Tundra was the second name he had. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I won the Bliss Quiz. You did. Good for me. Which, I mean, I lose most of these. So I don't know how that's yeah, an accomplishment. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like you. an accomplishment anymore. Yeah, there you go. I'll put myself down. So that's been a Subterranea for the Sega Genesis. Now it's time for... Uh, the Patreon part of the show. Do you want to do the drawing first or you want to list the names first? Um, I'll tell you what. We'll save the drawing for last because that's exciting. Yeah. We just, uh, you know, one of the perks for being a Patreon, some might argue the worst perk, <laughs> is uh, you get a shout out every yeah. single episode. And if we ever get like 100 Patreons, we'll decide how to do that differently. But since we only have a few, I'm going to keep shouting them out every episode. But we can, add, but we will say we have more than the last time. We do. It makes us very happy. <clears throat> And so I'm going to start out. So thank you guys. Honestly, yeah. we mean this. We we really very much appreciate any Patreon who would want to donate to this show. It means a lot to us because we do this as a labor of love. We definitely don't make that much money off of this. Literally, we've already we spent more than we've made. Oh yeah, by far. On microphone and stuff. Yeah, we're way in the hole. <laughs> but we, I mean, it, it's it's mind blowing that people a even listen to us and b would give us money. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to start out with our two new ones, uh, Keith Farnham. Uh, thanks so much. Just like out of the blue saw it had been a while since we'd had a new one and it gave us both a shot in the arm. So thank you very much, Keith. And then also, uh, Timothy McGowan, um, who I found out is like Timothy McGowan. Why does that sound familiar? Come to find out it's Timmy Mac who comments on our stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I put that together pretty quickly. <clears throat> well, I didn't. Yep. You're so slow. Thanks, sir. That's awesome. And uh, also, of course, we have our faithful patrons. Yeah, the ones we, yeah, we appreciate all these peeps. Michael Thompson. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should be getting your package in the near future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael Thompson is so far the only one uh, who has a package coming his way. And it's not that we're lazy. It's just, uh, well, yeah. We have it all packed up and ready to go. The issue is, it's the holidays. <laughs> so we, because of our laziness, now we've waited until the yeah. post office is like insane. Yeah. Like you have to it's wait. our own fault. We could have done this a month ago. It would have been no problem. Yep. Which, to be fair, I did push you to do this a month ago. I've had it packed up. I thought you said you were going to do it. No, I don't remember anything. Well, <laughs> I'm going to leave you in charge of the package officially. It's on the air. We can find over his later. Paper, rock, scissors like we're Alex Kid. I bought Alex Kid, so you can ship the package. <laughs> Anyways, we'll just discuss this for 10 minutes on the air. <laughs> Caleb Dixon, you're awesome. And uh, Andrew Coed. I think I've heard of that guy. I can't believe it's the first time we said his name. Yeah, he it didn't comment weird. on this episode. It feels weird just to say, wait till now to say his Alex name. Alex Coed, are you dead? Uh, you said Alex Coed. Alex Coed. <laughs> Alex Kid. Alex Coed. <laughs> Alex Coed. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Oh, we- Mike Vito. Mr. Uh, Vito. Thank you, buddy. Yes. So that's all those. But some might argue the best part of this particular episode is we're going to draw the Patreon pick. For December. That's right. So I got the Gandalf hat here. All the names, all the choices are in here. And let's see if last time I pick a game that he has to go buy. <laughs> I told Johnny there's only one game in this hat that I don't actually already own. So it'll probably be the one he picks. All right. All the choices are in the hat. All right. Here we go. It's going to be this one. It is... Die Hard Arcade. Sweet. Caleb Dixon. Uh, we assume he met the arcade, Die Hard Arcade, because he just said Die Hard. Right. But we're going to assume it's the arcade one. Which, uh, that's almost a perfect December, because some people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. I'm not one of those people, but a lot of people do. Yeah, that actually really worked out, didn't it? Yeah. So Die Hard Arcade is a Sega Saturn game. And you definitely have it. That I've, 
I'm just going to say it's it's one I have great memories of. So I'm looking forward to. And that it's episode. one that before we started the show, you wanted us to cover. Yeah. So that's this works out yeah. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. So this is perfect for us. Okay. So uh, uh, stay tuned. In the near future, we'll be covering uh, Die Hard Arcade for the Sega Saturn. Yes. Uh, Caleb Dixon's pick. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot, like we said. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, thanks. Have a good December. Eat a good sub sandwich. Uh, don't go <clears throat> on the microphone. Uh, ship Michael Thompson's package instead of being lazy. Yeah, there's so many things we can say. I mean, here. There's so much. We're uh, goodness. You want to go play Subterranea? Not really. Nah, me either. <laughs>